I will show you where I made my home while preparing to bring full Smotko appreciation. And I will break you. Break you of your habits. You will only listen to superior pods such as the Evil Teddy Bear Podcast with Corey Epps. The only podcast for the initiated, as well as Chasing Greedo. A chronicle in the making of Jason Mew's biopic with some added geekery thrown in. Go to chasingredoport.mancap.com The Evil Teddy Bear Podcast.mancap.com Now, you have my permission to go. Welcome to this week's Chasing Greedo. Uh, I just want to give you guys a heads up. This is actually a two-parter this week. Um, for this uh, this episode, it went a little bit longer than we uh, normally went, and so I split up into two parts. I will guys, I will uh, let you guys know when the uh, first part's done at the end of this. Okay, so enjoy the first part of the show. Come on, that's a bunch of horse shit. I know Calrissian was a black guy, you know. You got to fly the Millennium Falcon. What's the matter with you? Who said that? I did. I know Calrissian is a positive role model in the realm of science fiction fantasy. Fuck Lando Calrissian, Uncle Tom, nigga. Only some white boy got to invoke the Holy Trilogy. Bust this. Those movies are about how the white man keeps the brother man down, even in a galaxy far, far away. Check this shit. You got cracker farm boy Luke Skywalker, Nazi poster boy, blonde hair, blue eyes. And then you got Darth Vader, the blackest brother in the galaxy, Nubian God. What's a Nubian? Shut the fuck up. Now, Vader, he's a spiritual brother, you know, down with the force and all that good shit. Then there's cracker, Skywalker. Gets his hands on a lightsaber, and the boy decides he's gonna run the fucking universe. Gets a whole clan whites together. And they gonna bust up Vader's hood, the Death Star. Now what the fuck do you call that? Intergalactic Civil War? Gentrification! They gonna drive out the black element to make the galaxy quote unquote safe for white folks. And Jedi's the most insulting installment because Vader's beautiful black visage is sullied when he pulls off his mask to reveal a feeble, crusty old white man. They trying to tell us that deep inside, we all wants to be white. Well, isn't that true? Welcome to Chasing Greedo. That's right. We're still looking for him. I don't know why. We're we're, we're somewhere. He's somewhere. I don't know. Uh, elusive motherfucker. Elusive as shit. I don't know. I still think that uh, we need to question out Solo guy. Yeah, you know, I reckon he's got something to do with it. They did see him in the area during the time in which Greedo was last seen. Yeah. Uh, this is Corey. If you guys are just now listening to episode three, which, why would you listen to episode three? Nice to listen to episode one. Yeah, don't watch it. Listen to it in chronological order, motherfuckers. This is episode three, or shot three. As fantastically uh, named them. Yes. It's, a, it's a good motif you've got there. Yeah, I thought about it. Shot two, shot three is fantastic. 
Yeah. But if uh, George Lucas would have you believe anything, uh, it's only two shots. But if you watch the original trilogy, just one. Oh yeah, and then on top of that, it was was this? I think it was Greedo that shot first in the original, was yeah. it? Oh, that's right. He just goes, I've been waiting a long time for this. Um, and then Han goes, I'll bet you have. And then he just fires a, you know, a blast and then kills him. He just head, head plants the table, which is brilliant. And now they just, you know, I don't know. I can't really comment because George Lucas created this shit. What am I going to do? He can do what he wants. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that's Christopher Downey, if you guys oh, have yeah, no... <laughs> yeah, Christopher Downey, uh, co-host with the wonderful Corey Epps here on Jason Greedo. Now you're telling me a little bit, like this past week, you've actually birthed your own podcast. I have, yeah. It was uh, something I was, so I had an idea with that. So I call it For the Love of Smod, that'll be good. And then Sean Caleri, one of my uh, friends online, uh, who's a fan of Babylon Begins, and, you know, donates a lot of time uh, to promoting our stuff on Twitter. Uh, he suggested we do a podcast. I was like, man, I don't really do podcasts. I mean, I do the one with Corey, but it's so easy because he's so easy to talk to. <laughs> so, um, it, I don't know. I, I do one personally myself. And I thought, well, you know, we could use it to continue to promote the movies that we make and whatnot. And then I had an idea about we could maybe interview people on every episode. And it could be about people that are related to Kevin or have a career because of Kevin or enjoy the work of Kevin and are somehow linked with Kevin. One day, maybe episode 45, we can fucking get Kevin on it. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. But see, if that happens, you have to have me on the episode. Hey, dude, you know, whenever we're all free, uh, <laughs> I'll get you on any episode. The, the, I just recently did an episode today, so we've got two episodes in the back. One episode is just up online, so it's called For the Love of Smod, The Pod, or The For the Love of Smod Pod. I've not decided what's better. I think The Pod is better. Um, and the first episode... Uh, was with myself, Sean Caleri, and Jen Cordova, and Brian fucking Holleran came on the show and spoke for an hour and a half. Wow! How did you guys? How did you guys get him? How? It was. It was. Oh, I, I, well, what happened was I, I mentioned something. I always do this with people that I notice are on Twitter. Um, there are people that bite, and there are people that don't. That just swim on. Um, and I test people by tweeting an interesting tweet but it's also asking them a question regarding their Twitter habits. And one of the things that I usually ask is, as I asked him, um, what kind of a tweeter are you? Do you ignore weird tweets? Have you had loads of weird tweets? Have you ever blocked anyone? That's an interesting enough question. So someone's going to ask that. Uh, not a lot of people are going to ask that, and he's going to answer. So, so that's basically what I did. And not only did he answer me back, but he followed me back. You got Brian O'Holland to follow you back? Yeah, just after that one question. And I was... I was in my living room and was visiting my mum at the time. And I was like, oh, and she's like, uh, and I was like, no, 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 Brian O'Holloran's following me. She's like, who's that? I was like, oh, yeah, I forget you only know what movies. And I was like, you're a non-smod person. Yeah, yeah. And I thought, um, do you remember that film you hated? Sorry, Kevin. If you ever, ever hear this, my mother hated Clerks. She liked some of your other films, especially Dogma, but fucking hell, she couldn't get into Clerks. I understand why, but I also don't. Anyway, so remember that film, the guy with the beard? She's like, what Kevin Smith? said, like, no, 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 the other guy with the little beard. Who's that? The main character. All right, you know that kind of way where your mother will go, oh, yeah, I know what you mean, but I don't fucking have any clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did that. And I said, she just started following me. She's like, what? I thought he was American. How's he following you? That's a bit creepy. It's like, no, no, no. Why am I telling you this? 
So I, I, the first person I told that gave me the, the response that is necessary when telling someone they got in contact with Rhino Horror was you, Corey, and you gave the fantastic "What the fuck," which is which is applicable because that's exactly what I did when he started following me. That's what I did when he said, "Yeah, I'll come on the show." I basically was just talking to him about things. He's very open and, and free, and you know, gives a lot of time to his fans, and I am a fan. It's my favorite movie along with Back to the Future and The Godfather. Clerks is my favourite movie. Clerks 2 is up there too in my top 20. Um, and Vulgar has just fucked up beyond belief in this performance and it's so kooky that it's awesome. Uh, so it was it was very odd. And for a time, I don't want to make this all about the other pod, uh, for a time I was like, ooh, getting closer and closer to actually recording this podcast and I've got Jen ready and I've got Sean ready and I'm going to surprise him with this person. It's not going to really be him, is it? It's going to be some time-wasting chode. Anyway, so I got I sat down to record. Uh, I did the test record. So I had all three of them lined up on Skype. And I said, okay, uh, do you want to do a test? And I said, Sean, can you make some noise? He made some noise. It registered. I heard him. Same with Jen. She made some noise. It registered. They both spoke. And I said, okay, we've got my friend here. So I got Brian to change his name to Billy. And he took down his, uh, I think it's him. Dante in the clerk's couch and I got him to take that down and he just put up a generic picture, I think it's one of the standard ones that came with it and it says, can my friend Billy clap? And he started clapping, I was like, right, we're ready but then I stopped recording so I don't actually get the, the, the full reaction when I tell them uh, but on the podcast you do hear Sean go, I think we, I ask a question or I say something to him and he, and he, he tries to answer but then he just goes I, I can't believe you I can't believe you got him on the show. And Jen's like, I can't, I can't believe it. This is fucking insane. And we're all laughing and things like that. But originally I said, okay, uh, welcome to the For Love Spot, the pod, with myself, Chris Downey, and everybody introduced themselves. And we've got a special guest today. I'd like to wax lyrical about clerks, but I think this man would be able to talk about it in a bit more in depth. Could you please introduce yourself? I was like, hi, my name's Brian O'Hara. And, and all he heard was, what? <laughs> <laughs> someone to surprise me with that so i was so happy to be able to surprise other people with that it was, it was phenomenal yeah can you imagine okay can you imagine if not only brian o'holler and you got brian o'holler and jeff anderson and kevin smith and jason muse all on the same podcast at the same time my head would explode big time well, i was sitting here and he was talking and i was going oh my god i can't fucking believe this this is fucked up because i mean i saw clerks he screened Clerks. The first exposure to Clerks or Kevin Smith was the mid to late 90s when I saw it on MTV. I think it was a, a music video for one of the music, one of the songs, but I had a lot of footage of Clerks. And it, it became ingrained in my head that it was like an MTV movie for years. And I always meant to watch it. And I had no idea that when I came to watch Chase and Amy and all those movies that it was connected. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been aware of Brian longer than I've been aware of Kevin, because obviously you see Brian more often. Mm -hmm. So to be able to, to be speaking to somebody, I was literally mouthing, oh my god, and biting my knuckle like a, like a child that I was speaking to this guy. He spoke to you like you speak to anybody. He spoke like a normal person. <laughs> like a human being. Which of course he is, but you know what I mean? Like he's technically it's yeah, it's not really like something we would see like every day in our normal everyday lives. 
or something we would just, like someone we would talk to like every day yeah, you know I know, right? I know. We we should probably not spoil it too much. But that that's basically how it starts. So if you wanna if you wanna hear that, that's out there. I'm just gonna put that up. Um, and I'm currently getting it onto iTunes, so that'll be available through iTunes, which nobody else, you know, people lose their fingers when you don't see iTunes. They're like, what do you mean? I have to look elsewhere, and they just slam their head onto the keyboard and hope something happens. But yeah, we'll be on iTunes for those who don't like to use anything bar iTunes. We just need to get the RSS feed, whatever the fuck that is, uh, set up. Yeah, well, yeah, the way that kind of happens, like, what do, you, what do you use? What are you using to get it on iTunes? Um, it's quite easy, but you, you need to find a, a, an RSS feed, feed provider. Yeah, it is yeah. quite straightforward, uh, I imagine. I mean, I've, you, I've got one, but it's, it's, it's something on it's disabled. And you yeah. can't undisable it because it's a free one. So I'm going to look into it. Maybe I can create one something like that, you know, build one, just upload it uh, onto one of the websites. It'd be good to, to use org if I can use it in con- conjunction with that, and that can be the RSS feed, and I can just slam a link to the iTunes on there, because it'll be free. I mean, I don't, you know, I'd like to charge, but I, I think that because this is interviews with people related to Kevin, and it's not like the, like the, the podcast we're doing it's now, it's slightly different. But because that one's so like, uh, related to Kevin, I want to give back as much as I got out of it. I mean, I got a free interview with Brian O'Horan, so I want to give that free interview to other people as well. And, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not on the street. I don't need the money. Well, I do need the money. <laughs> no, we all need the money. <laughs> I'd like to give it for free. I, I'm just, at the moment, I'm more interested in getting people more aware of, of, of Kevin and things like that. Um, and then obviously, you know, the work we do in conjunction relating to Kevin one day perhaps in conjunction anyway Corey tell us about your day what did you do today what did I do today today I slept um (laughs) I slept most of the day because all last night um I spent some time like some time kind of putting together something some things trying to work the Halloween show for the other podcast um and and then I had to clean out a refrigerator and whatever. But I over the weekend, I actually put a list together, something I've been wanting to do for my blog for a long time, which I finally got done. And it took me until about 5 o'clock, from midnight to 5 o'clock, to, to put it all together. A list of everybody I want on either this podcast or another podcast they're doing or the Evil Teddy Bear podcast. I, I made a whole list of everybody and this list is this list is basically eight pages long on um, I'm, I'm so sad i just i just sat i was like hmm, i'll go get a cup of coffee i'll sit down i'm gonna read this like a book it's like oh interesting yeah i would have him yeah yeah fantastic got a lot of porn stars on there sir yeah which is which is weird because i'm like uh oh, because these are like you know the guy people who I kind of grew up a little bit on from like 16 <laughs> to 20. Um, and, but it's like, I wouldn't mind finding out what their experiences, what their experiences are in the industry like that, yeah. you know? And then I've got like some, I got like one or two like mute, uh, like friends on there. I got, if you saw the name Theo Jackson, that was like my first best friend ever, like growing up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I haven't, like, I, like me and him talk every once in a while, but it's just the fact that he's so busy sometimes. He's actually the one I did the fir- my first ever podcast with. Wow, cool. That yeah. would definitely be an interesting 
and um and yeah, we had it set it up. We had set it set it up like Smodcast back when Smodcast first started. Yeah. Except, you know, the music that he picked was a little bassy, so we couldn't really yeah. Um, but yeah, I've got I got a few different people on there. Um, a few writers, a few reviewers, a few. I got one or two gamers on there. I'm actually doing one or t- I'm doing three interviews. I think this week. Really? Yeah, with three people off of there. Really nice. Um, Can you tell them? Um, well, suppose well if things work out, I'm should be doing it with uh do you know who load pooler is load pooler. No, who's load pooler? or uh, uh what's his twitter name um uh smod smod squatter at smod yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah i'm gonna have him on the show nice um i'm gonna have um my uh, friend cassandra like me and uh cassandra has been talking for a while i have her on there uh, on the list and i told she's like i'll be free this saturday to do it. and i'm like awesome um and then i have another girl on her who has a website that does has a website called um i think it's called on wednesday we wear on wednesdays we wear pink um she's a reviewer um, this girl named, I can't butcher her last name, um, Kristen Flower, I want to say, Fowler, Fowler, Kristen Flower, Fowler, F-O-W-L-E-R, I want to say. Um, so, I mean, I just, there's a lot of different people on here, and then, uh, I watched, did you hear about this, uh, this Asian guy, this, uh, Psy guy? Yeah, it's this Asian guy who has a song called uh, Gangman Style. Okay. Um, basically, it's it's kind of one of the biggest kind of one of the, the biggest internet things that hit the internet right now for this week. Um, it's it's just a silly dance and dude is dressed up into a nice suit and he's doing all this silly dance and he's rapping and it, like I'll. I'll sh- I'll patch the link on after after the show because my I don't have the connector to kind of just play the song on here without it sounding weird. I don't think. Hold on, let me see if this sounds really weird with this because every time every time I use this thing, it just fucks up. Hold on. Um, Can you hear me? Okay. Uh, let me see if I can just pull this thing up. It's actually, it was actually a, uh, it was actually, the guy was actually on SNL this past weekend, Saturday Night Live for this weekend, with Seth, uh, Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, Seth MacFarlane was playing a douchebag, so not too much far of a, uh, stretch there. Awesome. Yeah, he kind of, I mean, he seems like kind of a nice guy, but he just kind of has a, mm, I don't know, I don't know. Hold on, let me see, let me see if I can get this play. Yeah. Hold on. Can you hear that? I can't hear nothing now. You can't hear anything? I can't now, sorry. Can you hear it now? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's how much is of the song I'm gonna play because it's more of a visual song. Yeah. Because of him just dancing uh-huh. so that's, much. Uh, that's the, uh, I'll need to see it. That's certainly very, very, very funny. Yeah, and so I, I, I messaged Tom that same video. Um, and I was like, dude, we have to do a parody on this one. And he's like, as you can get a suit, then that's fine. I'm like, dude, I have suits in my closet that I have never, I don't think, worn in like a long time. So, um, and it, it, it's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. And a lot of hot Korean girls in it. <laughs> nice. There you go. If you like, like hot Korean girls, I know. If you like weird music and, and fantastic internet, um, what would you call that? Viral videos. Then check that. Um, gang man, Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style, okay. I'll definitely, I'm going to put that down here just now to watch and listen to after the show. Yeah. Um, have you, um, have you been watching the Angry Video Game Nerd or any, anything relating to the, to the website at all? Um, I started listening to some, what's I'm gonna call it, the, like, something that he put up, like, stress relieving yeah. gamer. Yeah, and but I I really been more on a nostalgia critic uh, for the past few weeks because news nostalgia critic is gone. He's what? he's done with the nostalgia critic. He said. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Why? Um. Well, he feels like they they it's run its course a bit. Um. He he loved doing it, and he doesn't he wouldn't mind like bringing it back just for like maybe like some sound like some cameo type things but he wants to kind of do something new on this on the website but the good th- big thing is is like he did that he actually talks about it um in a in a message he put up on uh, on the website on that guy with the glasses.com and he puts up the, he, explaining why but he also puts up the fact that he actually just bought a studio so they can start doing better videos more you know more stuff so I'm I'm just kind of excited about that, but I'm sad to see the nostalgia critic go away. Yeah, I mean it did have its place, and I would sit and watch it. He's good, good length videos, and it meant that I didn't have to watch garbage movies. I could just watch him pick it, pick it apart, and you could see the sort of cliff notes of the movie. Um, the, but it's kind of sad. The, the reason I was asking you about the angry video game nerd thing is because um, I don't know if you heard about this endorsement that he made. It was a semi endorsement. Um, these guys are, are, are doing it, I think it was an Indiegogo or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, to raise funds to uh, make a hack version of Cheetah Men 2 for the NES. Yes. Yeah, I've heard about it. I got it. Uh, I follow, um, what's his name? Justin, the, uh, the, the guy behind the couch. <laughs> Forgot his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is his name? Guy does the song. Well, I. Yeah, Justin Kyle. I, I kind of follow him on Facebook a little bit, and he uh, he posted he posted something up there, and I was like, eh, I mean, I don't know, like if it's I, I guess it's I mean since, since Angry Video Game Nerd is kind of doing, I guess it's pretty real or whatever, but I was like, I don't like is anybody really gonna rush out to try to finish a game that hasn't never been finished since what the nineties? Mm-hmm. He said, you know, like, uh, we had no idea about, yeah, we think, we think that everybody's right.
right, we're thinking that, that perhaps uh, it isn't a scam because you, you, you're paying, like, I think they want a budget of, like, 60 grand. Oh, God. Yeah, so, like, I mean, fair enough, you probably will get what they're saying you're getting, but you, you're, you're paying way too much sort of thing. But um, not only that kind of surprised me, but I was like, eh, whatever, these, these are nice guys. You can tell they're nice guys. I mean, for goodness sake, there's not one thing that, that either Mike or, or James brought off show you there's not one thing that, that, that they don't show you rather so you can see them it's the same like with kevin you see them in all walks of their life so you can kind of get an idea of what they're pretty much like as a whole person but there was this guy i'm just gonna look it up like let's say uh, just drop and he completely and utterly hates here he is the arch fiend right mm-hmm. now he goes on a rant about that the, these two guys are, are, are complete cowards or something like that for taking down a review, supposedly, it was a while ago, Mike put up a review for Elmo and Grouch Lad or some shit, and supposedly nobody liked it. Now I watched it, I was like, eh, it's one of his reviews, it's fine, I'll, I'll watch that as I eat my dinner and then off I go after it. But um, yeah, he took it down because people hated it, but not only that, but prior to that he'd, he'd Got rid of ratings and things like that. And this guy, the Archfiend, ripped him a new arsehole for absolutely. Well, I suppose he had some reason to do so. Uh, basically, for censorship, he said that he is a coward, which is really, really harmful. Like, like it's, it's not a very nice thing to say about a guy you don't really know. Mm. Um, for taking that down. But he's gone off on one regarding this GMN thing. He's so fucking angry, dude really angry, he gets really pissed off about something that really doesn't matter, and his response to everybody's comments, like a lot of the angry video game nerd fanboys are writing things like, you know, fuck you, you have no idea what you're talking about, you know, James would never do that, this is anything, you know, uh, angry video game nerd forever, those kind of guys, his response is just, fuck off, fuck you, piss off, fuck off, that's all he says to people, he is the angriest man on the planet. Oh god. His videos are, are, are you know, 60 thumbs, 60 percent thumbs down, or you know higher. Um, I don't get what his deal is, but he's 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 blowing it way out of proportion. Um, I don't know why. And uh, that's this is me as I'm a fan. I'm not a fanboy. I'm not going to defend someone, um, no matter what they do. But I I will say, calm the fuck down. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, that's 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 way over top. That's like if I that's like if I got pissed off about the whole Michael Bay thing and Ninja Turtles or whatever, and I just started saying, you know, and just standing outside of a movie theater with a sign saying "fuck this movie," which I probably will do if the movie does what I think it is. Well, dude, 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 <laughs> I read a little bit of information regarding this movie, right? Yeah. So- So we're not getting Shredder? I think Shredder will be in there. He has to be in here. If 
crack, he's going to be a. Oh God! If Krang's in that one, then I can die. Yeah, you know how I can see playing that? Andy Circus. Oh, yes. And he could do all the, 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 the motion capture and all that shit. Yeah. That, yeah, that'd be awesome. I could see him as the voice of Krang. You know? Just let me get this up a second, actually. Um, it's got a couple of cast members that are coming over from the, the animated series. It's just called Ninja Turtles. Wait, are we going to have are we gonna have to deal with Corey Feldman again, too? No, I mean, I liked him, but it's just, I, it's like, when's the last time you seen him? Yeah, that's true, but like, I like him for what he does, I like those kind of actors. Okay, aliens invade Earth and inadvertently, yeah, here it is. This can, all the fanboys can, you know, go to bed now. Alien invade, aliens invade Earth and inadvertently spawn a quartet of mutated reptile warriors, the Ninja Turtles, who rise up against them to defend the world. So that's that's keeping to the canon. That's that's what happened. Fair enough, they've added aliens, but what that probably means is Krang comes to Earth. I know he's not an alien. I think he was originally uh, a subdimensional being or some shit. Well, it's just so technically an which is technically an alien. Yeah, there you go, Dimension X. Another dimension, technically alien. Yeah, um, but yeah, they spawn quartet So that's fine. They're from Earth, technically. Okay, so the best person best person they've got just now is Sean Astin as Raphael. Ah, well, oh, that makes sense a little bit. Yeah, that, that'd be kind of cool. Um, I did think, why not give him the Leonardo role, because he can do that pretty well. Um, and he's also doing Raphael in the TV show. Wow. The new one, right? Yeah, the new one. Um, I'm just getting that up. Which has also got Jason Biggs, and I think he plays Leonardo, Leonardo which is, again, is, is, is pretty good as well. Yeah. They've been playing that up a lot, the TV show. Like, I get emails from them, and they have this whole point system. And, like, they're having this whole contest where it's, like, as many points as you can get, they'll, if you're over a 1,000 points, then you're eligible to go out to California, be flown out to California, and uh, check out the studios over there. Yeah. Which would be kind of awesome a bit, but I'm like, mm, would I really want to see an anim- people do animated stuff if I really can't do anything there? Yeah. Why? Why not have it be Raphael? Because he would be brilliant. The reason um, I love Raphael because he's a wise, he's a dickhead, and that's why you like Raphael because he's an asshole. Yeah, he had to be pissed. He had to be not pissed, but he probably went in there a little confused. Like, wait a minute, I'm, I, th- I, I thought you guys wanted me back to play Raphael, not the, uh, not this guy. And I was like, I mean, I spilt my whole career on that. No, <laughs> I couldn't do it. The, uh, the mask? Yeah, he did the cartoon for the mask. He's also in, oh my gosh. Right, okay. Every Everything you knew about, everything you loved about your childhood is evidently coming back. So they brought back Thundercats. They brought back Ninja Turtles. They're bringing back Biker Mice from Mars. Really? And he's in that as Thrall. Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, another person. 
person, Shredder. Uh, if you remember, I can't remember what the actor's name. Uh, is it Avery? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was the guy who played Uncle Phil. Yeah, that's Avery Brooks, is that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. He, he, he played the Shredder. Kevin Michael Richardson is playing the Shredder in this one. Hmm, I can see that. Yeah, that's awesome. I can see that. Um, so, and Phil Lamar is Baxter Stockman, which is good, because Baxter Stockman, if you read the comics, is black. He's not a little white nerdy guy who turns into Brundle. I don't know where they got that from. That is completely and utterly off, uh, top, not topic, off canon, essentially. No, he was an he was an intelligent guy of, of African descent who fucks up, uh, what's her name? Banana Rainco, weird bitch, what's her name? Uh, April O'Neil. Yeah, he fucks up her shit because she's not a, she works for him. I don't know what she's doing, can't remember. But those little Mauser things were his invention. Yeah, he wasn't a sniveling little subordinate to Shredder. He was, you know, an intelligent, decent character. And I'm glad they've brought him back as his proper character. Yeah. So, uh, April O'Neil, May Whitman, who the fuck is that? Let's see. She got red hair? No. But she looks like Juno, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of red hair, oh, did you listen? Have you listened to uh, Smodcast or Babylon the past few weeks? Um, I must have done. I listened to Bob Babylon last week. I think, I've, yeah, yeah. Why, 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 why? Did you listen to this? Did you listen to this episode this week? Of Smodcast. Of uh, Smodcast. What about uh, Hollywood Babylon? What happened in it? Um. Well, do you remember the chick from um? From Scott Pilgrim that plays Kim Pine. Uh-huh. Yeah, apparently uh, there's a she. Apparently the one of the news headlines that they had in that show was talking about her uh, accidentally tweeting a nude pic out. Really? Yes, and so you basically and they have it up on a uh, Smodcast site right now. Um, and it's basically she was trying. I think she what she meant to do was take the picture and send it to her fiance. Um, but accidentally uh, tweeted or whatever. So, and believe me, she has a nice body, dude. Apparently. Yeah, let me just see here. I'm just looking because you know that's, that's all I do at the moment. Uh, well, you know, you make films. That's that's what you're good at. Looking. <laughs> someone here doing crack in the back of a car. That is Amanda Bynes. She's the new Lindsay Lohan now. <laughs> so, yeah. This is a picture of Gary Busey. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not like that she was out. It's not like you see her. It's tasteful. It's not like you see her, uh, like, someone, like, knee-deep in her. Or cut. In her or anything, so, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's yeah, that's one of the reasons I like Holy Babylon is because I get to see nude pictures of people. Um, okay, so yeah, we've yet to explain. I think really after three episodes, why it's called Will Chase and Greedo. Um, well, that was your idea, sir. Um, in in uh, conjunction with the newest Floss production for a lot of small productions, uh, we make movies based on scenarios, true stories, podcast scenarios, podcast motifs and things like that um, in support of Smodcast. So the, the first one we made was Babylon Begins, which was complete fiction bullshit, uh, story made up, sort of fictional uh, origin 
or the guys from Babylon, uh, from Hollywood Babylon, which is Kevin Smith, obviously, and Ralph Garman. What if they didn't go and create a podcast? What if they went out and physically took out and move on the people they talk about? Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And they were superheroes. Uh, so now we're doing something slightly more serious and more on topic. It's a biopic based on a moment in, in, in Jason Mewes' life um, when he's trying to kick heroin. And Kevin is keeping his mind active by going out and doing things. And one of the things he does is he, you know, uh, he, he, tail, he tailors uh, uh, an event to him. So he basically goes out and tries to find this elusive Greedo doll that's very rare. And uh, that's why it's called Get Greedo. So, yes. I don't know how... how Oh, it's been a while, and I usually at the beginning of the show we ask, we ask, but I want to hear about the podcast, the other podcast more. Um, yeah, where are you guys on that one now? The last, no, the last time you talked to me, I think you talked to me about the toy shop you guys were at. Really? That far back? Yeah. That's some fantastic stories right then. Okay, so we shot two full days and we got masses, massive amounts of stuff done. Um, so we shot, there's, there was a scene from the end of the movie that doesn't quite fit anymore now that I've edited it. So it's going to be a deleted scene because uh, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense, but it's a bit too goofy and it changes the tone of the movie. But you like it, it's kind of cool. But obviously, we recreated the scene from Chase and Amy, in which Holden, Silent Bob, and Jay hold a conversation in the diner. Mm-hmm. So we reshot that. That turned out brilliantly. The guys all learned their lines because it had to be as line specific. You have to say it exactly like they said it. You have to say exact lines because it's Kevin Smith script. They didn't go off line, uh, off off script. So they did that, and we were in a diner. In, seven o'clock in the morning we arrived and we shot till night or just before night just as they were opening up um, and I hadn't slept the whole night and slept the whole day until like, later that night so we shot that and that was a big raging success my friend Kevin uh, he got us a, a Chrysler uh, from 1998 I think it was because so, he works in a car lot that's what he does uh, at the moment with his dad so he, he came and he got the day off and he drove us around and we got all of our location shots done. Um, we picked up Jack, who played Ralph, uh, and then this he played Affleck, but he played Affleck twice, technically. I'm going to tell you how he played him the second time, because it's a small, tiny Easter egg for people watching out, and I know there are fans of, of ours out there that have picked up on tiny details, like, for instance, um, when Kevin's talking to Ralph in the game room in Babylon Begins, behind him, there are the, the Roseanne box set. Mm-hmm. Look at people picked up on that. The fact that he loves Roseanne, and we put the entire Roseanne DVD box in behind him. So if people picked up on that, they pick up on this little tiny Easter egg of another Ben Affleck character that sort of appears in the background in one shot. So we did all that, and again, I was astonished at how Chris Bain played Muse, and again, Mark Frost, who plays Kevin, they, they did complete whole takes of scenes. Position myself in three different times just to get coverage for you know did one for Mark uh, we did one for uh, for for Dresden we did one for the whole car but they went through it you know without skipping a beat completely natural and that was that was it was it was amazing you know 
I mean, I, I, I'd seen them do little snippets, but I thought to them, I said, look, we're, we're shooting on location, so what you guys need to do is you need to know right away what you're going to say. Say it quickly so we can get the fuck out of here, because we were going to, like, sort of areas where we didn't have permission to shoot. Oh, uh, yeah. One, one example is, um, you're familiar with the, the Greedo story, aren't you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't they go to Toys R Us at some point? They do go to Toys R Us, and so did we, but we didn't have permission to shoot. And in the original script, there is a scene inside Toys R Us. Now, when I contacted the actual store themselves, I chanced it and thought, maybe they can give us individual permission. But they couldn't, they said you have to co- contact corporate. And I was like, ah, fuck that, you know, you know, I have to send various emails, and at the end they were like, no. So I thought, well, it doesn't have to take place inside. And I wrote a better scene that takes place just before, just after, because we know nothing's going to happen inside the store. They're not going to get anywhere, so why bother seeing it? It's not going to further the development of the plot. Mm-hmm. So I wrote it to take, out, take place outside. And we spoof a little bit of Star Wars with one of the lines. So we shoot all the shit outside. They drive up in the car. They get out. They talk to each other over the car. And then they walk round the corner. And as they walk around the corner, I pan up and see the Toys R Us sign. It looks wonderful, glorious, fantastic. The sky looks great, and you know, so it's a quite well composed shot. And I thought, right, we have to do the second part of this. So, right, guys, we're going to go inside. Um, I'll turn the camera on. I'll get everything ready. I'll leave, and then you count three seconds in your head. And when you come out, do the take of you guys running out, and I'll film it, and then we can get the fuck out of here. Well, as we went in. There's a guy standing right in front of us. He was obviously one of the customer greeters. And he was standing there with his hands behind his back. He was bored, obviously. He'd been there for like four hours, five hours. And we suddenly heard over the radio, um, we've had a report of four white males around the back doing something very dodgy. <laughs> oh, wow. We're like, oh, shit. So, and we're, they were all in costume. And, you know, Chris had the wig on as Muse. Um, so I was like, guys, we have to get the fuck out of here. Oh, wow. You can't be Jason Mewes anywhere, can you? <laughs> no. So what I did is I got my mobile and I phoned Kevin because he was outside just standing beside the car because that's all he did the whole day. He didn't walk. He was, just, he was a trooper. And he held the mic on some of the stuff as well. And he played a drug dealer in it. <laughs> and he quite enjoyed it, I think. So I phoned Kevin and I says, look, you really need to start the car now because as soon as we come out, we have to drive the fuck away. So as soon as we got outside, we're like... We said goodbye to the other grievous. I see you later. Thanks very much. And we fucked up around the corner really, really fast. And I thought, oh my god, this is the scene I scripted, and now it's happening for real. And we have to get the hell out of here, or who knows, they might come and try and confiscate the camera. So we got in the car, and we, we, we went around the whole estate, the whole uh, uh, shopping estate, you know, complex. And one of my mates was like, why don't we go to McDonald's? I was like, okay, we'll go to McDonald's. So we went to McDonald's. We got out of the car, turned to the left. We were behind Toys R Us. If the guy came out of, of the back entrance, he could have grabbed us. But luckily, we were, we were in the McDonald's car park, so he couldn't have done anything. So we enjoyed our McMuffin. Oh, wow. Can you imagine Toys R Us just screwed you over yeah. like that? It's like a friendly family corporation screws over a Kevin Smith, a Kevin Smith fan film. Uh-huh. You know, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And then on top, no, 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 God. Um, uh, yeah, and then on top of that, isn't there a way you could probably, like, maybe change that around, like, in post? Well, I need to 
needs to be Toys R Us. I mean, I could, I could have just, I could superimpose like some a CG element that says, you know, mm. Toys for All or some shit. But it needs to be Toys R Us because it's part of the story. But um, yeah, the second day of filming was was much better. We were shooting in the set that I built for the basement of the secret stash, um, and that was re- that went really well. Um, got some fantastic performances out of both the boys. They were just on but on top. I, I tweeted a photograph. I don't know if you saw it. Um, there's a photograph of uh, Chris, he didn't have the wig on or the hat, he was taking a break because he really gets hot with that wig and that hat under the production lights. So he'd taken that off and Mark was sitting beside him and they were lying back on the spare bedroom bed with their scripts, learning their lines for the next scene. So I took a snap of it and I said, this is how we rehearse it for the Lumps mod. That's right, bitch. And I tweeted it and I said, you know, this is, you know, Chris playing Muse and it's Mark playing uh, Kevin. And Muse tweeted back, I like your style. I like the way you rehearse. Oh, wow. It's like, oh my God, he's finally, finally paying attention. So Muse knows that he's getting made. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed that something happens with this. Because this is a a proper attempt at filmmaking. Whereas Babylon Begins was a fucking cartoon. Um, But yeah, we're we're, we're trying to make this completely as serious as we can, so. That's nice, man. Um, wow, it sounds like you guys have been working very hard over there a lot. Yeah, I mean, I've not been able to work on the Super Mario Brothers the Untold story all that much, but uh, I will be. I, yeah. We just did, like I said, we did the second episode of For the Love of Smod the Pod, and Kylie Bear was the guest. Uh, so we're going over his uh, career and some of the things that he's done and his involvement with Smod. But we also went over a little bit about his performance as Mario um, and Mama Mario and Mr. Stopcock, the manager. Um, and he glossed his Bowser as well. Um, and he's. It's like he never turns down a role if it's. I, I don't know if it, even if it's remotely exciting or something like that. He seems like someone who's interested in doing a lot of different things. Um, and Corey, as we mentioned before, the wonderful Corey is in it as well. First time working with you, sir. And yep. you're playing Toad, and you sound fantastic. Yeah, and then and then we got uh you got uh uh DJ James playing Luigi in it, isn't it? Yeah, DJ James is playing Luigi. Originally we had um we had uh, I'm just talking about Kelly there. As well as doing all the other three voices, four voices, he did do a Luigi voice. The only problem with the voice was it sounded a bit too much like Mario. Yeah. I pitched it down ever so slightly, like half a semitone, and it sounded different enough. But then I thought, he he won't be mad that we, because I said, you know, do Luigi if you fancy, and he did all the revolts, and I'm going to use him as everybody else. But it was just it, James did did he did it in the exact same way, like used the exact same accent, but his voice is different, so you can tell the difference between them, and it's just kind of cool because if if you made that is a movie. Like, if I lived in LA, I could physically have them look like Mario and Luigi. Oh, God. <laughs> you, you just kind of go, Kyle, can you shave off the bottom of your beard, please? And, you know, grow the top of your mustache a bit more. There we go. There's a red hat. You're Mario. And you got a DJ James. I'm sure he could push out a mustache really quickly. And they could play Mario and Luigi physically. Yeah. I think I think if you did that, I would definitely try to find a way to get out there to to, and you just uh, either just to watch or just to either do something in it. I don't know. Um, 
need to do, if that happens, we get K and B productions to put a big rubber foam um, mushroom head on you, and you can play Toad in person. That's all we need to do. Yeah, but see, my Toad would have an attitude and smoke a lot of cigarette now. <laughs> That's the way we get to do it legally. We make it a complete spoof. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, actually, have you ever checked out James's uh, show, podcast? The Breaks. Yes. I haven't. No, no. I've got loads of episodes. On well, pod, uh, pod, fucking hell. My iPod. Pod, uh, yeah. I've just not listened because, like I said, I haven't listened to the recent uh, Babylon. I've honestly been so behind. I'm usually chomping at the bit on Monday morning to listen. I don't know why I let that slip my by. Yeah. Um. Well. Past two weeks, I've actually been listening to his shows live. He doesn't live. Um, yeah, on uh, this website called Justin TV. And well, on Sundays, he does, uh, like, it's like a, kind of like a chill out kind of the breaks version of the show. Like, he, they, like him and, two, like, two other guests or another guest sit down and they give out their own, like, top five, maybe, songs yeah. on their playlist or something and everybody gets to just listen to him criticize him or whatever he has a little chat room there where he can uh you know interact with people you know he's gave me a he gave i was on there the past two times just on a chat room not on a show but um and he just you know he gave me a few sh- a bit of a shout out on her so I thought, I was like, ah, James. But I was like, James, I really want to be like, James, you know me and you are kind of working together, right? Yeah, you are working together. You can say that. I mean, technically you are. Cause yeah. That's well, the way a lot of the time it works. You're not in the same room when you record. Yeah, true. And I guess that's how most that's how most uh, most of the things, uh, most of the animated stuff gets fixed. Except for, like, the Batman animated series when it's, like, Mark Hamill and Batman, uh, Kevin Conroy, or Kevin Batman Conroy, as I like to call him. Um, I have him on my list too. Yeah. And I. Listen, did, you, did you listen to Fat Man or Batman with him? Yes, I listened to him. Uh, I, oh, that was just. I felt like Kevin in that moment too. Yeah. Just listening to that. It's amazing. Because, like, his voice, you can sort of hear Batman in his voice. But, uh, yeah, he does put on the voice to, to, to play Batman. It's, it's, he's amazing. Another person I'd love to work with. Yeah, there's definitely some more people I need to put on this list because Kylie Bear is definitely one of the people I want to get on the show on on the Evil Teddy Bear podcast. Um, Brian O'Halloran too, Jeff Anderson. Is it like this list needs to get kind of updated? I feel like now. <laughs> Jeff Anderson is a very elusive man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say he's still it, he retired, didn't he? Yeah, um, I think he lives amongst the retiree, the retired. Um, I don't know why, but he lives up in the mountains. He's becoming mountain man, mountain man uh, Anderson. I was, to, I was about to say mountain man Moj, but <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to give a shout out just now. There's a film. Uh, it was shown at the it was shown at Comic Con. I think it's won a British BAFTA. Um, supposedly incredible. Um, it was made in my home city of Edinburgh, and it's called Electric Man. And you can follow uh, the director at Electric Man Film on Twitter and check out the trailer. Uh, the production quality is very high. They shot in a comic book store called Deadhead Comics, which is on the I think it's near Grey 
film takes place. Um, and it is uh, the place we're going to be shooting for the secret stash. And that's how I, I, I was friends with uh, Electric Man on Twitter anyway, because he was a fan of Babylon. Uh, but I, I became a fan of him back when I saw the trailer. It's, it's basically about a very rare comic and all the hijinks that occurs. But I went to Comic-Con and it's won awards. So check this out when it comes to, to, to theatres or DVD or, or whatever capacity. Um, and definitely follow him because you can expect amazing things from At Electric Man Film. That's the end of this part one of the Chasing Greedo podcast. I just want to let you guys know that the next part will be posted up a little bit later this week, maybe. Uh, if not next week. Uh, until then, keep on chasing. Alright guys, so last time uh, in on Chasing Greedo, we were talking a little bit about uh, other stuff, like fan films and stuff like that. Uh Krish was talking a little bit about his uh, little adventure and giving us a few updates. And so here's the rest, guys. All right, enjoy. There's another. Um, I don't know. I, I've been kind of uh, getting into a lot of, like, independent kind of fan films that a lot of these people are doing now. I don't know. I think I've told you this before. But um, I found out that somebody's making a Sonic the Hedgehog fan film and this is not like somebody just hey putting on like a blue suit they literally made a cgi sonic the hedgehog with an actor playing another actor playing uh playing uh robotnik not dr eggman robotnik and um they got they got jaleel white to do the voice for sonic no fucking way yes Yes. Not only are they working on the fan film, but they've got the original Sonic doing the fucking voice. Yeah, definitely. And I thought that was like, I, I had a very, very nostalgia moment at that point where I was like, oh my, not like, oh my God, but like, that's pretty cool. You know, I was like, that's something I could definitely, like, I haven't heard that voice as Sonic the Hedgehog in a long time. You know, and that's the voice that, yeah, that's the voice I hear every time I either read like a comic or, you know, the video games or something, you know, that's the voice that comes out, comes into my head. It's like when you're reading Batman, what's the voice that comes into your head? Yeah. Which by the way, I watched, um, the, uh, the new Batman movie that, that's coming out. Yeah. And I still gotta, I still gotta put up a review for that one. Um, I think I'm, yeah. Um, yeah, that, it was just brilliant, dude. It was brilliant. I still got, I think I'm going to do a written review rather than the, uh, podcast review, though. Um, and, uh, it, it's brilliant because they break it up into two parts. Yeah, that's kind of cool because there's quite a lot. It's an epic story. Is that supposed Frank Miller, that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, um... Yeah, I would wait maybe for me if it was a killing joke and I was doing it and I was doing it, I would wait about two years a little bit for that one. Just to make sure you get all the cards in the right place. Yeah. You know? Because, I mean a lot of people want Mark Hamill to come back for that one. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one. I'd like to see Mark Hamill do that. And the 
good thing about most of the Batman um, DC Direct movies is they always look different. There's always a different style in the background. Like, fair enough, they stick to sort of maybe the, the essence of the original show and the way it's drawn, but s sometimes they change it up. The Joker looks completely different because of the new design. But uh, you wouldn't need to necessarily keep them looking as they did. Or, in fact, what would be really cool is if they completely and utterly went back to the original style of Batman, the animated series, but all they did was make Bruce old. Oh, yeah. And, and essentially like he is in Batman Beyond or Batman of the Future, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, that would be that'd be, that'd be cool. I, I don't know if you this, but see after Batman and Robin, the actual movie, uh -huh. um, there was plans to do a, a, a fifth way before they, they did the Nolan movies. Um, one of the ideas was Batman Triumphant, which is again just another play of really shitty titles, and that would have had Scarecrow in it. Well, I, I... There, was, there was Batman Year One and then Batman Fear, but they were going to do Fear and try and put the five in there, and then that was going to be about Scarecrow. Um, and then at one point, they were going to do a live-action Batman Beyond, where they would have had older Batman his face, the younger, the new Batman. Terry McGuinness. Terry McGuinness. Uh, I can't remember who was up for the Terry McGuinness role, but I think they, they tried to get Clint Eastwood to play Bruce Wayne. Oh, God. I was like, no, I don't really see that. He's way too old, even then. Yeah. I mean, the good thing, that's the good thing about, I mean, if you want to do that, get George Clooney to come back in like 10 years, and that would work, because George Clooney would have been a good Batman had they treated it the proper way. Yeah, that's true. I mean, when you put the mask on, uh, any any of those actors like Val Kilmer or or uh, Michael Keaton or George Clooney, it just kind of looks the same to me, except a little bit. George Clooney has a little bit of chin fat, I want to say, with that yeah. one. A little bit, but it works. No, I, I still refuse to believe that's a Robin. It is Robin. No, no. So, so uh, technically it has Robin in it. Um, and he's running around being psychic for most of the movie anyway. He's training, he's grooming it. So what do you say? And he's being kicked up a fuss. Now, I love, I love me some Christian Bale. And mm -hmm. I'm forgiving him for all the things he does because, you know, he's an actor. He can lose his rag if he wants to. Um, he's done some fantastic things recently due to the massacre. He's went out and, you know, visited all the victims and done the sand the next thing. Um, I think he, he, he turned up to was a, a kid who had cancer and all he wanted to do before he died was meet Batman and he fucking got to meet Batman. So, like, he is a nice guy. And, he, and apparently Kevin seems to think he's cured the kid, so... Which is pretty, which is pretty, which is pretty good. I thought that was actually pretty uh, good that Christian Bell is now, and like, he's, I think he, I think the thing is, is like, a lot of people probably judged him for, for that one moment that he just lost his shit, but I'm like, if you're passionate about something, you're probably eventually gonna lose your shit about it if no one's not really, if someone keeps kind of fucking up a little bit. He was hating on Robin. He was like, he 
star realistic character. He's dumb. Do you know one of the uh, first things that he went in for an audition for? Robin. As a man, yeah. Wow. Man forever, he went up for Robin. That's why he hates Robin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, one thing I'd like to announce, we can have a wee chat about it. I saw a fantastic film yesterday. Oh. A fantastic movie that you've probably seen because it's old-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost as old as us. And it's the first movie from this director that uh, that, I've, that I've seen, and I, I've been putting off watching it for a while because I'm like, eh, you know, it's been built up in my head. I'll sit and watch it, and I'll not like it because it'll be a, like a bland movie, and nothing much will happen. And I sat down yesterday and watched the marvelous "Do the Right Thing." Oh, do the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking awesome the movie. movie. Well, I mean, first of all, back then there's a lot of there's there's racist elements in it, but it works for the movie definitely. Yeah. It's like the the pizza guys. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like the main pizza guy, Danny Aiello, right? Yes. He's not a racist. He, that's established. He respects black people. He respects Asian people. He respects this fan the the the, the Latin. Never see any white guys really go in there. No. Um, it's a primarily mixed neighborhood, and one of their uh, delivery boys, the only delivery boy, is of course Spike Lee, and he's an African American guy. Um, but he, like, he even says to me, you know, I love you like a son. And he, but they do throw like racial slurs about back and forward, but that character specifically is not racist. His kid is the John Turturro character. Oh, yeah. Yes. He plays it brilliantly. He's so hateful. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first sister act, right? Yeah, Radio Raheem, the, the, the big fucking tall guy. Yeah. Um, and, and him, he's just stubborn. And that's really how it kicks off. And then obviously, you know, they assume that they, they throw their hate on Danny Aiello and his, and his two boys because that fucking piece of shit cop murders him. Oh, by, sort of by accident, but sort of because of his own hate. And then that it just all blows up in, in everybody's face. But one of the, the sort of sadder parts is right at the end where um, Mookie just doesn't want to have anything to do with Danny Aiello, his boss anymore. And you see that Danny Aiello is trying to patch things together and he just walks away. And that just proves that that character isn't hateful, whereas his son is 
it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Uh, well, I I I loved I like that movie. I've read uh, the uh, screenplay. I have the uh, the book that comes with it that has the uh, the journal notes along with the screenplay, and then along with like the production notes and stuff like that that Spike Lee has done. Um, my favorite character. I have uh, two two favorite characters in it. Maybe three. I forgot what Martin Lawrence's uh, character's name when in there was. Yeah, he was in there. I think he was just, I think, another whatever. But I do like, um, I do like Ozzy Davis in that movie. Yeah, he's good at me. You know, Ozzy Davis is a real hard actor to kind of hate. Even if, I mean, this, I'm not saying because he's passed away. Even when he was alive, he's like a real hard act- actor to just hate, you know? And then I liked, uh, I liked the fact that Sam Jackson is the voice of the neighborhood, basically. Yeah, and that's a big role for him way before he got his break. Yeah. Cause I think, I think before that, then he he did a coming to America, like he was that one guy. Yeah. Yeah, that whole scene, I was like, oh, I want to see a movie when they just do that, just taking down everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was that was that was a good movie. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I know on Netflix, um, they put a lot of Eddie Murphy movies up there now, so they've got. They've got all three Beverly Hill Cops movies on there. They've got uh, Raw. They've got what is it? Coming to America. Coming to America. Um, what's that the one? Uh, the really, really good one with Dan Aykroyd. Uh, Trading yes, Trading Places. I'm not sure if they had Trading Places up there. Did they? That I don't... one is brilliant. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good uh, one. That the the first time he enters his uh, uh his uh apartment or whatever and they're showing him around where he's like oh yeah yeah it's my stuff my stuff's just trying to coolly just put things into his pocket and they're like no this is your stuff you're stealing from your Nobody, nobody back then would think Sam Jackson would be Mace Windu and Nick Fury. Yeah, yeah. And Snake Snowblade, whatever the guy's name is. I've still never seen that film. 
that's a goodness. That's a good kind of that's film. Snakes on a plane. is kind of a good film to to watch when there's not much really to do and you just want to see some people just get taken out, you know, by some snakes and by some fucking snakes. I mean, it's a good. It didn't really do too well at the box office and a lot of people. It, but it has like this really big cult following to it, you know. So. Yeah, and you would never, you know what? In that movie, you would never believe who, who actually saves everybody on that plane. Who's that? Oh, you you really want to know? Yeah, go on. Kenan Thompson. <laughs> yes, because he's logged so many hours. He landed the plane. He logged so many hours on Microsoft. Uh, what's that? Microsoft uh, Flight Simulator, that he knows how to fly a plane. Shit. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I went on Twitter and I was like, uh, just sat down to watch my first Spike Lee film. Um, do the right thing. Am I too late to the party? And then I got a, a tweet saying back, uh, madly capitals from Spike Lee. What the? How does this keep happening? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I mean, I've had, I have, I've had like one or two people, celebrities, kind of hit me back. I've had Kevin Smith hit me back the weekend that they show Red, Red, Red the weekend that Red State went VOD for the first time, and I, and I tweeted, uh, that dude, how are, how are you not, how did you not have nightmares about the whole, like, I guess visually to me it looked like it was kind of a nightmarish a little bit because all the shooting, I was like, how. Did, that's like, how did you not have nightmares thinking about all this stuff? Like, writing and everything. He's like, sir, it's just a movie. And I'm like, still, you tweeted me back. And I'm like, it's that whole thing where it's like he was still kind of being a, a little bit of a, not a dick, but <laughs> but he was just like, sir, it's just a movie. <laughs> and But then another one was uh, when I went to, it was a long time ago when it was before Jason Muses uh, worked with Harvey Keitel in this movie, what was it? Uh, what was it? The Last Godfather. Yeah. Um, it, it was when he, I guess when he did that and they had like a trailer out for it in the theaters. And I was like, ah, just watched, saw Jason Mewes on a big screen in a trailer for a movie called The Last Godfather. Can't wait to see it. And he's like, where did you, and he tweeted me back. He's like, where did you see that at? And I'm like, at the theater? <laughs> I tweeted him back at yeah, I was, I, so I tweeted him back, and usually when I tweet people back, they don't usually tweet me back sometimes. Um, actually, speaking of Twitter, uh, this past week, I, I did a live show, as you know, um, and it didn't go too well, so well. So I used Twitter to kind of freak out a little bit. <laughs> I just, I, like, I and it was you and um, Squatter, Steve, um, who kind of just, 
you, him, and my friend Theo actually kind of just talked me down a little bit. And I was like, oh, God. Because I had been, I had been, for the past week or two, I had been tweeting it up. And then we got literally just like no viewers, no, not even, a, not even like one participant in this discussion or whatever. And I mean, I've had a lot of people who hit me up on uh, like Facebook saying that they're busy or whatever. Like I knew you were doing the podcast that night. Um, and someone else said that they were had to work that night, but they really wished they could go. But I, I really want to try something like that again someday. But I just want to thank you uh, for kind of just. Cause you, you, cause you on on top on the uh, on top of those other guys kind of made me feel better by, first of all having Brian O'Haller and sh- give me a shout out. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Yeah, and then you kind of um you sent me a you kind of redid the cover photo for for this podcast, which looks actually pretty cool. Um, which looks pretty cool, and it looks like something you could just put on. I was like, hey, you could just put up and just put different colors. Actually, it looks like something you could put on a T-shirt. Yeah. I just I just wrote because I couldn't find didn't know what the, the font was for the Greedo uh, part of, of, of the of the page. Well, so I, I just wrote a scoped it. Yeah. And, uh, made it just make it make it um, high resolution at that point because just make it a vector and just kind of emulate the, the kind of style because uh, it's just yellows with the makeup green funnily enough with the dots. Uh, yeah. So like you helped design that, sir. So credit goes yeah. to you too. And um and then you you sent me an ad, which was actually pretty cool. I uh, I, it was uh actually a pretty good ad. You want to give a little example of what you did? <laughs> well, um, getting ready to do Babylon returns. Uh, Eight ball loses his voice and has to get a synthetic voice box and and has to speak like Bane. So I was playing about with the voice and I thought. So I did an ad for, for Chasing Greedo, which is what you're listening to right now. Um, and I did an ad for uh, the Teddy Bear podcast, but I did it as Bane. I kind of quoted some of the lines, but instead of said, see where I've made my home, your precious armory, I say, see where I've made my home, and then go on about this. And I, I said, at the end, he goes, no, you have my permission to die. But instead of that, he says, now you have my permission to go. And that's the end of the ad. It's very low tech. I just did it with the, the crappy SingStar mic that I had. Uh-huh. I'm going to record a, a, a proper one with, with the, the, the pod, pod, Podomatic, is it, uh, link, so that you can actually have a link to that instead. But yeah, it was, it was good fun. I just, just hope people know that it's meant to be Bane, and I'm not just doing a funny voice. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was pretty lame. Well, I think nowadays a lot of people might get it now because of the movie that just came out. What's funny is, what should be funny next time you, uh, when you shoot a trailer or something or do like a little teaser for the next Babylon uh, flip, flip that you do. Just have it, do it like they did when people complained about uh, the whole Bane not being able to understand Bane. Right. <laughs> that'd be, I think that'd be kind of funny or whatever. Just It's like, it's like the reason why people couldn't understand him is because they were trying to record him with the mask over his face. But then they had he had to go back and do voiceover for it, so I think you should. I think I think that'd be kind of funny to do, just to kind of just to kind of fuck around or whatever.
there, so like, yeah, uh, I'm gonna for the trailer. I'm gonna emulate the trailer for the Dark Knight Rises, obviously. But uh, yeah, I've been having some funky, cool ideas for Babylon Returns. But Babylon Returns will only happen if we do well with getting Greedo, and if we can get help from from fans and fellow small fans as well to raise the budget. It probably won't be much, like two thousand pounds, or maybe five thousand pounds at the most. Um, but we'll try and make it a good 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> my friend, uh, what am I saying, my friend, uh, he's also the actor in, in, in the movie, uh, uh, Chris Bain, who plays um, Jason Mewes. Mm-hmm. You've seen Snaps from as Jason Mewes. Yes. Um, and, and voice ca- uh, um, screen caps as well. He said, you know, it would be awesome if we could go to Los Angeles and film some of the exteriors in LA running about in LA and he was like it would only cost you know me an extra couple of thousand and we could go for like a weekend and we could go and see Babylon we could go and see Jerry and Bob get old we could film both those things we could film ourselves inside the lovers we could film ourselves running around Hollywood Boulevard and things like that I was like yeah that, that would be awesome but I really don't think people are going to care enough to chuck in an extra couple of thousand so that we can come over and film our dopey little sequel to some stupid viral video that we made in, like a year ago at that point but um, we can't but dream it. It would be fantastic if we were able to raise like a, a good amount of money um, and come over and, and film all the exteriors. And, and if, if that were the case, I'm sure we could get Kevin and Ralph and James and Kyle to all do on-screen cameos this time around. But yeah. It's just, it's just probably not in the cards. I'll, I'll be very surprised if we raise the minimal amount that we need to make uh, the second Babylon movie. Um, but fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, well, well, I guess Kevin Kevin would do that. He's done that for, what was that, Hughes the Force? Yeah. Which was actually pretty good. Um, would it be kind of funny, though? It'd be, it would be, we'll, ugh, I can't talk. Would it be funny if, uh, if, uh, you're Kevin and Ralph run into the real Kevin and Ralph at some point? Yeah. Yeah. have listened to it and chucked it directly in the bin. Anyway, um, in that, they get transported by having I stay, this kind of mixoplex character, into an alternate dimension, as you know. Um, but while they're in the alternate dimension, they encounter Frank Garman and Kev Smitty, the evil versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I did approach Ralph and asked him if he wanted to play Frank Garman. And he did respond. But he's too busy at the time. But he did, he did give me the sorry um, it would be great if we, if we sign on if, uh, if we can get that one sir we'll get that little you know five five minute per episode series on sir i'm sure kevin would at that point would, would invest and, and play evil kevin which mm. would be great we get the real people playing the evil versions of our characters based on the real people who are playing the evil versions of the characters it, it just it blows my mind well yeah that may actually be kind of cool to hear and um, I think I think that's pretty much I th- we're we're at one seventeen. I can probably split I can split this up into two parts okay. if I have to. Um, we should probably try to go for one thirty just in case, because at least I can do fifty five and fifty five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, 
that'd be actually kind of awesome. You can, and maybe like if you get Kevin and Ralph, you can probably get Mo Mosier on there at some point. Uh, you could probably get Muse on there at some point. I mean, that'd be kind of something cool to hear at some point. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm just going to find out. I'm just on my way and meet news just now. So uh, I originally approached Moyer and asked him a couple of times, just getting on his case about it um, in a nice way. I wasn't like, you know, yeah. It's like, come, come be in my movie. I got a response out of Mosher once. Really? I just remembered. Um, it was what was it? Last year before they were gonna do the Christmas thing, it was around my it was my birthday. Um, and he tweeted up something about uh get ready for Christmas or whatever. Me and Kev are gonna you know bring, maybe we'll end up fighting like like a, some kind of Santa Claus evil thing or something like that on Smodcast. And I was like I was like maybe you guys can fight us like have the fight that but then also make your own little demon baby to fight christ or something like that i don't know and he was like i don't know we'll probably think about it or something <laughs> so i was like and that was my birthday so i was like ah Mosher tweeted me back um yeah one for me no <laughs> That's actually pretty amazing. I wouldn't know personally, but <laughs> that's that's actually a pretty good accomplishment right there, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, but, yeah, so um, I've, I've actually put, uh, put the word out there. I, I've written a script for a, another Smodcast related. Um, it's based on another podcast. Um, I wrote a script. It's a Halloween special. I need someone to make it. Someone out there has to make it because we can't make it because we've got so much work to do. Cannot get a hold of Jack at the moment. He's really busy because ours is Halloween related. Um, so he's doing a lot of Halloween related stuff as well. He's got competitions that he's doing stuff in. So we can't get him to play one of the characters. So I can't really do it, and it would take up a bit more of my time. And the wow. Is called, the script is called Scare Him Steve Dave. Scare Him Steve Dave. That sounds pretty interesting. We, I, I don't know if we could do it. I. 
we may be able to. I don't know. I got to see how, how Thomas is about that because he – I know he likes to write most of his stuff for original original stuff or whatever, but I was like, it's, it'd be kind of cool to try to get some, some people to kind of do it, yeah, you know? What, what, what would be better was I could just give you the skeleton script. I don't like writing jokes. I'm not funny. I don't try and be funny. Uh-huh. That'd be that'd be kind of cool to do. Yeah, let me let me uh, talk to Tom about that, and we'll try to uh, see what we can do about with that. Well, I mean, who would I play in that one? Probably. Uh, that'd be kind of funny because then Brian Johnson actually. What if Brian Johnson did kind of go across? He's like, "Hey, I'm playing a black man." And I was like, "Hey, I'm black. I'm a quarter black." Well, that'd be kind of pretty cool. And there's a joke at the end that's one of the funniest jokes I've ever written. So it needs to be made for that. Just for that. <laughs> and I love that it just takes place in a comic. So it's, you know, it's not even people get tracked down. There are plenty more comic book stores there than there are in Mass City. There's one here. That's the name of Riven's Planet. Yeah, we have Criminal Records, which is kind of a record store, but, not, and, but it has comics. I'm not sure where other comic places are down here. Um, cause if, if I knew I'd be there most days, yeah. you know, um, that'd be kind of interesting. It's not you going around stalking them, is it? Because not. Just like that. 
So Forgeticus, I've written a, I've written a short uh, story for Forgeticus. Uh, I'm trying to come up with a name like Harry Scotter and uh, Sorcerer's Bone. That was the original title, Harry Scotter and the Sorcerer's Bone. But I think maybe Forgeticus is probably better. Yeah, because the other one sounds very porno-ish. Yeah. The characters that will be in it um, are you've got Harry Scotter, uh, Ron Smitty Smith, something. Uh, you've got Jaco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. You know who that is? Draco Malfoy from the. Uh... Uh, no. Muse. Oh, okay, that makes sense, because he has a blonde hair. Yes, and then there's a uh, Jane Granger. Mm-hmm. That's not just Jennifer. Um, <laughs> my whole favorite one is Ralphius Snape. <laughs> I can see it. Him, him, or, or him, Ralph as Voldemort, or Snape. I could see it. see that if you wanted to do the whole JK kind of series with that thing, I could see a few of those titles being in it. That's pretty good. We're we're at a good time right now. I could split this up into two, find a good spot for it. Um, just I got one question for you. Just one question, sir. I'm ready with an answer, sir. What's a Nubian? No. No, you were supposed to tell me to shut the fuck up, and I sat down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. All right. No. Um. All right. So for chasing for this third shot.
has to be raw. But go, say something else so I can give you a proper answer. Uh, fuck, dude, why you put me on the spot? I'm supposed to put you on the spot. Um, will be when you figure out a quote. Okay, uh, let's see. A good quote. Um, fuck, I can't think of anything now. Oh, wait. Um, oh, look, it's a schooner. It's a schooner. Is a sailboat, you ass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that even. I don't think he says. <laughs> that guy in it. No, okay. I think we're. I think we're just. I think we're done now. <laughs> we're done butchering mall rats, everybody. Even though. Awesome. That'd be that'd be sweet. What I want to do one day is try to once I get like better like equipment, I want to try to do a what was it like a like a kind of like what they did for uh, ba- Babylon Theater a little bit, except oh, yeah. you know except well except with their own with our own like uh, maybe kind of like smod related or comic book related kind of script or something. That's a lot yeah, of people. I mean, like, That's a whole yeah. cast, full cast. Yeah, we could just sit down and just do like lots of different voices and just get more and more extreme and more fucked up. Do it like whose line is it anyway? So we can get maybe people to, to, to tell us things on Twitter, you know, like where to go with the story. Mm-hmm. If we could go and stick to the script, which is one thing that Kevin would always say, he's, now he doesn't do it because he's, you know, changed his opinion on that for some reason, but yeah. Cause he's been smoking too much. He's. I'm pretty sure Kevin from way back then is trapped in some kind of smoke cloud bubble, yeah. along with five year old Kev. Which, by the way, if you have, what do you think of emo Kev? <laughs> Already? <laughs> oh my god! I would, I I would I I, I could have guessed that. I could have guessed that because I was thinking. I wonder if uh, somebody else sit down and do an emo Kev kind of thing, cause it's like it's like something I kind of do now. Like I just go around and not really go with the tape recorder. I usually sit on my computer and maybe I'll have like a uh, a private vlog or something of myself. But it's it's funny, it's funny that he just goes around at the age twenty, just just monologuing to himself. Was it Dobler in the color? Yeah, Dobling or. Yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah. On that note, yeah, like emo Kev, the story which is based on, in part, on 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 another sort of on a true story that he tells. Uh, the emo Kev uh, tells uh, to to the audience that are listening to it in the podcast. I thought that would make a great short film if you just tacked this idea that I have at the end of it. It would make it so much fun, and you could spawn off. And what we could do is, um, I'm going to film it because it it would just require. Half of these filming one location or maybe two, but you would just film one outside and one inside. You just get a bike, and all we do is we shave Mark, take his beard off, and that's all we need to do. 
Comey's hair, so he's got like like emo Spider-Man hair, like in Spider-Man Three. So like one bit of hair just goes over his face, mm-hmm. which he kind of got the hair for anyway. So yeah, we shoot emo Kevin, and uh, came up with another which we're gonna shoot on the final day that we shoot Get Greedo. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot a, a standalone. Um, I've got I've called them the, the Junkie Journals, in which uh, it's another, based on another story from from Get Old uh, involving Muse. Kevin, but it's in one location, so we don't need to put tons of time into pre-production. So uh, we will have, we will be coming out with Get Greedo, but we'll also have two other films that will be coming out at the same time. So Get Greedo, the other one which I've got a title for, and Emo Kev. Emo Kev, awesome. All right, well, I think on that note, we're definitely we're 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 one thirty-four right now. <laughs> cool. We'll give it your your URL, sir, and your. All right. Yeah, guys, if you guys want to uh, hear more of my voice, my my sexy-ass voice, uh, no, I'm not going to even try, um, then you guys can uh, <laughs> you guys can uh, listen to uh, me at the Evil Teddy Bear Podcast uh, for tetbpodcast.podomatic.com. You can click the subscribe button on there for the iTunes. Uh, for some reason, we have a weird iTunes thing that it doesn't show up on our i on. We don't have an iTunes, but we can kind of show up on iTunes. I don't know what that is. Um, and then, of course, if you guys want to check out a few of our videos, I've started kind of doing these videos called Teddy Bear On, where I just sit there and rant about stuff. Um, so you guys can go check those out. And uh, Check and if you guys want to hit me up on Twitter at K Evil, you know K Evil, twenty eleven. If you guys want to hit me up on there, what about you, sir? Um, you can find me on Twitter at four the number, um, the number four the love of smod, and that's all one word. Or you can just type in uh, Floss Productions, F L O S Productions. Um, you can also listen to my first podcast, which is For the Love of Smod, the pod. Uh, the first episode is with Ryan Horan. The second episode, which is going to be edited very soon, is with the wonderful Kylie Bear. And all we basically do is interview people related to Smodcast and Kevin Smith and that kind of thing. And you can find that on Podomatic just now. But coming to Apple, uh, iTunes, and some other shit as well, probably. Uh, you can also check out our, uh, our movies. We've also done Battle of Against, but we've got Get Greedo coming soon. It's also got tons of other original uh, content on the, the channel, so you can go to The Bloody Awful Poet on YouTube, or you can just type uh, Babylon Begins into Google, and that will instantly show up the video as one of the first things that comes up. You can also check out the website, which is forthelovesmod.org. And if you want any any uh, Kevin Smith-related stuff, Smod-related stuff, anything related to that kind of thing, you can email me at quantumclub at hotmail.com with any of your fan art, any of your fan ideas. If you want to direct the next Floss production, go right ahead. Just let us know. Um, and we can do as little as be executive producers, help promote it, maybe put a trailer on the channel, um, and put you know the, the, the production logo at the head of the thing. Or if you want to, to make something that I've written or one of the other guys has written, let us know what you like. Maybe we've already written it. <laughs> and I'm have written it. All right, well, for uh, Chasing Greedo, I was about to say Get Greedo. For Chasing Greedo, <laughs> this has been Corey. This has been Chris Denny. Keep on chasing, people. And always, always shoot first. Always. All right. Hey, Corey. Yeah, it's me. Yeah, Brian O'Halloran. Yeah, it's that Brian O'Halloran. Guess what, Corey? I'm not even supposed to be here today.